this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 102. No milestones for a long time, which is both disappointing and kind of exciting because I'm still reeling from the last milestone. This is actually the first episode we've recorded since that, like since I did that. So it's kind oh. of exciting to go back to, to a normal-ish uh, routine. Joining me here today, Renee and Amanda. Yay, I like that quick pickup. That was good. <laughs> uh, so Amanda picked today's episode, and when I was talking to Renee about it, I, I was saying, oh, I, think, I don't think Amanda's got to pick, so maybe we should leave the choice up to her. But I'm also, now that I think about it, pretty sure you picked Top Gun, Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> and maybe Stand By Me? <laughs> Possibly. So I don't know why I thought that or said that or allowed you to do this, but it's too late now. But I don't think she picked them. I think that she was just very passionate about all of those. And so she was uh, like, you couldn't choose anyone other than her to go yes. on those. Yeah, I don't think I actually said we have to do this or let's do this right now. I think you guys still came to me being like, we're doing this, but you should be a part of this one kind of thing. Mm, none of that knowing my crazy no all right well you're you're probably right i definitely I remember i don't remember yesterday so. i definitely remember all caps email subject line top gun body <laughs> of email you motherfucker now. exclamation mark top gun exclamation mark that's my memory <laughs> through work email which was very unprofessional that's um, me. I'm very unprofessional <laughs> so you selected the is it 87 it's 87 right uh, the 87 comedy summer school. Why, why? This was a favorite when I was a kid. Um, again, our parents let us watch pretty much whatever we wanted. And uh, this was probably definitely above our age bracket. Uh, Cause I would have been eight. Oh, my then brother yes. would have been 11. Yep. So, you know, this is how we learn things. It's so learn funny. how life be goes. <laughs> it's so funny because I streamed it on, like I rented it through iTunes. And Wayne asked, oh, what are we watching? When was this made? And it was digitally remastered in 2004. So I'm like, it was made in 2004. Oh. And we're watching <laughs> it. And yeah, we're like, doesn't make sense. what the hell? <laughs> Do I just really not remember 2004 well? Where are their phones? Was it, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're like, uh, maybe why they all, California was in 2004. But why are they all driving that, these old-ass cars? I thought that, that's where Silicon Valley is, so you would think their technology is a little more advanced. Mark yeah. Harmon looks fucking great. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> Oh, anyways, I looked it up after and I'm like, oh, it was made in 87 <laughs> and then they fixed it up for digital. It did look pretty sharp. I also rented it. Um, and so Renee, you have never seen it. Nope. I had never seen it. I'm actually kind of enjoying this post 100 world where I have not so far seen any of the movies we've covered. I feel like for a while there, there was a good stretch where I had seen all of it. So it's... it's been kind of exciting to go in blind i recognized the poster when i looked it up or like the original poster of mark Harmon and his dog the poster or like the image that goes with it when i rented it on the xbox store does not communicate what this movie is at all no it's, <laughs> i assume you saw the same thing renee it's like it's mark Harmon, kirstie alley and courtney thorne smith who does not deserve third billing but i guess now she's famous. She's sir. A name, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Like, what is he she can, famous for? Nine hundred two one zero, or Melrose Place? No, Melrose, Melrose Place. Place. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, a carrot top movie called Chairman of the Board. 
Yeah. Um, and nothing else. It's them peeking around a, like a bikini waxing sign. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, so we went into, and that's kind of how I pitched it to my wife too. Is like, it's like an eighties oh. animal house, like summer, like, ah, welcome to summer school. We're all going to get laid titties. That's not what this movie is. <laughs> in the, in not the, at all. In the slightest. Wow. This is this is actually your classic teacher gets paired with a class of misfits and they all have to learn to work together and get educated and not the first one of these we've done because it's a like, sister act two. It's like dangerous minds without the knife fights. Yeah, without the yes. murder. Exactly. Um, all right, so let's let's set it up. It's uh, NCIS's Mark Harmon, uh, which took me way too long to connect that it was NCIS's Mark Harmon. So I was like, this dude's charming as hell. I was like, oh, I get it. Uh, he is a gym teacher whose name I already forget. It starts with an S. Shoop. 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 Uh, so he's a Freddy gym teacher. Eddie Shoop? Freddie Shoop. Freddie Shoop. Uh, and we see him at the beginning, and it's very clear, you know, he's a super laid back. You know, he's counting down to the summer with the rest of the students, and he's going to go to Hawaii with Missy from the Bill and Ted movies. And he gets caught. He's the last person to leave the parking lot in the dick. He's not the principal. Who is that guy? I think he's the VP. Okay. The VP catches him because their uh, remedial English teacher just won 50 grand and bails, which... I don't know if that's enough to bail on your job completely, but he was probably <laughs> like he was probably pretty close to retirement, retirement. age. So yeah. it or felt like least, a weird move. At least he knew he didn't have to teach summer school. He might have been coming back in September, but yeah, he was like, yeah. fuck you, I'm not staying here for the summer. August twentieth, he might have rolled back in and be like, I pissed it away on a boat. Can I please <laughs> exactly. teach math again? Boats and hose. <laughs> I need my job back. <laughs> <laughs> uh so he you know shoop is the last person to leave the premises so the vp is like you're teaching remedial english because you're up for tenure and you need my recommendation so he's gonna he's now stuck teaching remedial english and at first he's gonna coast through it and then an ultimatum is made that no unless all of these students pass this remedial english test you are fired and that's that's where we you know that's when he has to step up and be a teacher to these kids. And these kids have to step up yeah. and be students to this teacher. And we're going to learn lessons along the way and find love and, and no, mostly there's those two things. And laugh and <laughs> live and learn. Live and learn. Uh, the first thing to note of several things is that everybody in this movie is a, oh, I know that person. Pretty much everybody. Well, okay. I see Renee doing a little like eh, maybe yeah. maybe for us. We I, I had IMDb open a lot in the first half hour of this because we got, of course, NCIS's Mark Arman. Look who's talking now is Kirstie Atley. Or Cheers. Well, I guess if you want to go mainstream, but I think most of us know her from Look Who's Talking Now, <laughs> Renee. Whatever. Jesus. <laughs> Although this is pre-Cheers even. This is like her first big role. Uh, Courtney Thorne Smith, uh, chairman of the boards, Courtney uh, Thorne Smith. Uh, the football guy is the one of the surfer evil dudes from Three Ninjas, which was very exciting for me because <laughs> we've also episode two, Three Ninjas. Uh, the girl with dyslexia was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, which was also very exciting for me to be like, oh, you did get to be in other movies. That's great. <laughs> um, I had another one. Uh, the pregnant girl, Shawnee Smith, Saw 3's Shawnee Smith, a.k.a. Oh the God. girl who would probably play Amanda in a movie about Amanda's life. What? <laughs> you don't think so? You I think, think so? I think you it's going to be Shawnee like Smith. I think, you're, I think you're Shawnee Smith. As long as she's not the pregnant version. No, yeah, no, she's okay. the Saw 3 version. Okay. Um, at, her, at her most That's crazy. That's hilarious. There was someone else, too. Chainsaw. I, I did not pick up on where I knew him from, but it drove me nuts the he whole movie. He was in uh, Ski School. That doesn't help me. That was kind of like an animal house, but like on skis. Like Okay, so what we thought, or at least what I thought this movie was going to be. Yeah, yes. Like he always played that goofy character. Um, I looked, yeah, because I went through his IMDb because it was driving me bonkers the whole movie that I knew that guy. 
and I never pieced it together. And uh, Maria or Anna Maria, the the, oh, the, the girl Italy. from it, yeah from Italy. The, oh, she, I did. Get I've her. seen her in other stuff too. Uh, her, I got. She was a lot of vagina in yes, Austin Powers. That's right. Yeah. And Polly Shore's girlfriend in the opening scenes <laughs> of In the Army now. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, Good for you. Oh. All of these are like very deep cuts that you made to really. Uh, uh, is a lot of <laughs> vagina deep cut, really? I'll give mm. you Nightmare 5. That's a deep cut. And but... Saw 3. Well, she was also in Saws 1 and 2. Mm. And maybe 4. And 5. Maybe so 7. All of them? There are 8. <laughs> She's in at least the first 3. But I don't know if the other. Okay, and maybe 3 ninjas. Maybe. No, I know. Look who's talking now? With the dogs? Talking, period. Look who's talking, look who's talking too, and look who's talking now. She's in all three of them. (laughs) She sure is. She sure is. (laughs) So Uh, is Rock that role. Even more damning is maybe the fact that so is John Travolta. (laughs) That even at that point, he was like, oh, no, I guess. Oh, geez. That's how he accepted the role of Look Who's Talking Now. We should get to those movies, except I don't think they were ever good, so that might be a problem. Aww. Uh, yeah, cast full of people. So a movie like this lives or dies by, base, I would say, the, the classroom characters, right? Yeah. Like, whether you care about them, whether you are interested in their journey, do we care about these characters, and are we interested in their journey? Renee? I don't know. I had... <laughs> I don't... I think it's because I went in thinking it was a 2004 movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then it was an 87 movie. And I just kept watching me like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I liked Courtney Thorne Smith. I liked her role in it. I, I want to say I liked Chainsaw's role in it and, like, the gore stuff. But the gore stuff bothered me and i had to like close my eyes sometimes. it bothered my wife too <laughs> really <laughs> a little bit when they set up the classroom as a murder scene yeah. and just some shit. so fun yeah and i liked the teacher mark thorman mark is that NCIS it is mark Harmon. Harmon. sorry uh yeah it was okay i like it was a fun light-hearted you're, summer movie you're skipping right to the end I know. I'm not ready to reveal that yet. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the character of Chainsaw because I went back and forth about whether I actually liked his character throughout the movie. One thing I appreciated as a pet peeve of mine in a lot of movies where they present, this is the horror character, this guy's obsessed with horror, and then you spend the whole movie as the guy obsessed with horror makes the most surface level like, oh, it's like Freddy Krueger. It's like, motherfucker, no. A guy who is super into horror would be able to make deeper cut references and it starts a little like that because he's like ah texas chainsaw and leatherface it's like no but then it gets a little better when he starts talking about you know rick baker and then the thing that solidified it for me is in his room he has a jaws 2 poster and a jaws 3d poster yeah he skipped right past one and was like nah 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 the sequels like all right i don't know if that makes you a horror aficionado but at least it makes you non-mainstream (laughs) <laughs> so okay chainsaw you and i are kind of okay again uh thoughts on chainsaw from amanda i really like this character brought a lot of fun energy to the group um i didn't like that he wore a trench coat the whole time mm. <laughs> but hey uh california who knows that could have been what was cool at the time he was kind of skateboardy esque, but you never really saw them with a skateboard. Um, but I, I thought he was funny, like all the jokes he would play on the teacher, like they're somewhere in this room. Yeah, that was funny at the beginning. <laughs> I. It was also kind of nice that he and his best friend, whose name I don't remember, Dave, um, Dave, spend every waking second together. Like they they're together in class. They work the same job in a tiny little photo booth together. They seem like they have all of the same shifts. So I thought that was nice. That was a nice friendship. Their plan with the foreign exchange student confused me. 
because it seemed like they both wanted to get with her, but I don't know what the end game plan of that was. Or did they just want to be friends with her? I think they really just wanted to see her naked, which almost happened, but didn't. Almost happened. Yeah, but like, yeah, like, I I, I would say most movies now would have pursued that much further than that movie did. I think they wanted to keep it like, hey, we don't need to see anyone naked in this movie to make it funny or keep their attention. Whereas now we one of them would have had sex with her on screen for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they stayed true to the 14 rating. Like otherwise they would have had to add make it a higher rating. That is a giant fucking mug. It is. You just drank from. Oh my god. Oh, perfect. It's my buddy the elf mug. He said before he saw the mug says OMG. Uh, yes, I agree with that. Worth noting uh, to go back to the idea that this movie is pretty falsely represented as a sex comedy. Yeah, no nudity. Uh, I assume it's rated R because there's two F-bombs, but they both happen really early in the movie. And then it's like from there, that was it. They'd use them all up. So even in the back half, we're still hearing like, we're going to kick their butts. It's like, really? You said the F-word before. So I think you're okay to say harsher stuff, but... Well, that's even, even in the scene that where they're establishing, oh, we could swear in class because the teacher accidentally says shit. And then they're like, oh, like jism head, like, like nothing crazy crude comes out of anybody's mouth. No. Do you think it's rated R because of the gory part? I think that probably also, yes, that probably we've referenced that part twice. So just to set it up, actually, no, even setting that up requires earlier setup. So the reason uh, that uh, NCIS's Mark Harmon is able to get them all on the same page is they basically make a, a deal that he's going to do all of the students' individual favors, and as a result, they will take their studies seriously. So he'll go to Lama's class with the pregnant lady. He'll teach the football jock how to play, not teach him how to play football, but like run drills with him. So he's still good at football, I think. And yeah. practice with them. Yeah, he's going to teach the one girl how to drive, et cetera, et cetera. And then when later on in the movie, he needs them to like, you know, I need you to like, I think stay late or do some extra credit. The one guy with the weird voice is like, well, I think we're going to need a little more incentive. And to NCIS's Mark Harmon's credit, I enjoyed that when they were trying to do that, he just said, you know what? Fuck you guys. And walks out and quits his job. Because at that point, I had also turned against the student, so I was very happy that he just failed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the gory part is to get... They bring in a new teacher. I thought I recognized her. I forgot to look her up. And to scare her away, the two stoner guys who, turns out, they're super good at horror movie makeup, basically make up a murder scene. A very impressive borderline unbelievable these guys should be winning oscars level of (laughs) murder scene the one that didn't even make sense is that one guy is dead on a table and then you see a severed hand like crawl up and start pulling out his tongue and then you see that the when you see how the effect was done of like oh i just have a pretend severed hand on the like no we saw that severed hand disconnected from a body and walking around. So you then can't reveal like, oh, it was just a thing on the end of my normal arm. No, it fucking wasn't. (laughs) So the teacher should have immediately been like, I'm mad, but how, how did you do that? (laughs) I also, I I didn't know how that one worked either. Yeah. And to the credit, the even the teacher and the VP who are witnessing this don't actually believe it. They're just kind of mad that they put on this stage thing. Like even the teacher doesn't seem like she thinks everyone was murdered. She's just like, I'm not going to put up with this kind of garbage. I'm out. (laughs) Uh, And then that led to one of the, my favorite scenes in the movie where they all still in their makeup, go to the beach to convince NCIS's Mark Harmon to come back and to come back and teach while one of them is missing an eye. And Shawnee Smith has like a pretend ruler jammed lengthwise in her mouth. That part was, that yeah. was good. That was good I didn't stuff. understand how that worked either. It was all just a fake face piece. Oh, I think. okay. 
Yeah, you could kind of see where her real face ends and the fake face began. Okay. Uh, I also questioned, because his whole, Mar- NCIS's Mark Harmon's goal, the whole movie is to get to Hawaii. Like, he was supposed to go to Hawaii. Motherfucker lives beachside. Would you really be trying that hard to go to Hawaii if you know, already lived? I like, you live in California, on the beach. Is it that different going to Hawaii? Like, yeah. yes, Hawaii, I'm sure, is beautiful. But, like, it's also your summer vacation. It's already beautiful and hot in California. I'm just, yeah. I'd be surprised to be like, yeah, I got to get to Hawaii right now. Yeah. And his closing even thing when he quits his job is saying, you stay here and I forget what his thing to them is. I'm going to go to Hawaii and get tanned. And then it just cuts to him on the beach by his house getting tanned anyway. (laughs) So that whole part of the movie, I don't know. It's like, oh, man, I live in Alaska and I got to get my Antarctica vacation in. It's like, oh, (laughs) if you lived beachside, wouldn't you want to go to like New York or something? I don't know. I've never lived beachside. It's true. They take it for granted, I guess. I guess. They must. I can't say for sure how that worked. But yeah, that to me the whole time just felt like, why spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be like, this is also a beach. I'm going to get the same tan here I would have at home for free. It's true. And he gets so to hang I out like, with his dog. I like how um, Chris, Kirstie Alley helps him figure out that the one girl has dyslexia. And like, because I feel like that was a rare thing in the 80s to point out a learning challenge like that. Right? I, yeah. I don't know for sure, but probably. We didn't have the internet, so we probably didn't know to look out for it as much. That's the thing, and like we all know about it, but really, when we would have been in school, it's not like they would have told everybody else about this learning disability unless they thought you had it. You know, like maybe I don't know, but I think yeah, everything is more open now in the school system with learning disabilities and making people understand that that might be what their issue is and not hey, I'm just a shitty student. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Naval Criminal Investigation Services, Mark Harmon didn't even know that dyslexia was a thing. So he had to be (laughs) taught by Kirstie Alley. Well, he's a gym teacher. All he cares about is jock straps. Checking jock straps and inflating basketballs, (laughs) which are the weird two bullet points for a gym teacher to pull. But sure. Uh, yeah, I guess we could. We definitely talked about Kirstie Alley's character. So she is also teaching summer school. I don't think it ever even establishes what she's teaching. Uh, American history. Oh, okay. Uh, she's teaching next door or very close. Next door, yeah, I think so. Uh, to yeah. 10 p.m. on Thursday nights, NCIS is Mark Harmon. And there's. <laughs> <You're upset. laughs> it's a joke for me. Um, the, the, obviously, she is the love interest, but I appreciated that this movie kind of acknowledges that we as an audience do not give a shit about these two and their relationship and don't really focus that much on it at all. Like, there's a little bit, she's dating the VP and she doesn't realize he's a dick, which is weird because he's not hiding it very well. Um, but the love triangle aspect, and technically he, did he ever even officially break up with Bill and Ted's Missy? Like official, official. Not that we. Did she saw. not break up with him? Like she, by going to Hawaii by herself? Was that not like it? She doesn't say it explicitly, but she definitely makes it seem like I'm going to sleep with people while I'm there. <laughs> like well, she is twenty-one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. And he's what? He's in his thirties, right? Because he's yeah. he says he's eleven years older than her. Because Courtney Thorne Smith at one point is like, "I'm sixteen, and this is cool," and then the. Thankfully, the movie decided, you know what? This is icky, and let's reverse course away yes. from this. You feel a little uncomfortable for about 30 seconds. You're like, yeah. and then he's like, all right, let's, uh, let's go back to the party. Yeah. This yeah. isn't happening. <laughs> and again, to the movie's credit, uh, the favor he grants her is that she needs a place to stay. So she stays with him. And then at one point, Kirstie Alley comes in and, and, you know, you assume the movie then has to go down the path of like, it's not what you think. Let me explain. But he kind of just owns it. And it's like, oh, yeah, she's just staying here. Not yeah, a, and, and, that's that. and she could have been 
Kirstie Alley could have been like, you, you're just trying to sleep with your students, but yeah. instead went in a different direction was like, just to let you know, like you could be doing damage to that young girl thinking yeah. like you're leading her on kind of thing. Yeah. So that was another moment I appreciated where you, because I mean, let's face it, the entire movie's plot is a pretty tropey, like we've all, you know what's going to happen. Actually, that's not even true. Let's flash forward to the end while I'm talking about things the movie did that surprised me. You assume, having seen movies like this before, that at the end, all of the kids are going to ace their test and everything's going to work out great. They don't. They, they, the average grade is a failing grade. And I kept waiting for the reveal when you find out that they had an overall failing average that, you know, oh, the VP lied or there was a miscalculation in the marks or something went weird, but they don't go that route. So that also actually did surprise me that at the end they failed and the, they remained having failed. But the victory is that their grades, how yeah. much their grades went up. Yeah. Like, they all show that they had the potential to be better and make that improvement. And yeah. 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 It was a great I found game. It, I liked it. I found it was like a truly wholesome 80s movie. Yes. Like for having the name Summer School and the, the picture, <laughs> like the cover art, I was expecting it to be like, what are we going to encounter? Yeah, and titties. it was pretty wholesome, like, overall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm disappointed that they have that It's such art. a misleading cover. It's so strange. Yes, there are bikinis in the movie, but it barely plays a part in anything. There's not really any dirty jokes or raunchy scenes. Yeah, like to Renee's point, it is top to bottom super wholesome. If it wasn't for the one gore scene and the couple of F-bombs... I actually would feel okay about an eight-year-old and 11-year-old repeatedly watching, watching this movie. See? That's why it turned out so good. And also, <laughs> uh, it was fun to watch it with my wife, who's a teacher, to get the inside scoop on things like when he took them on a field trip impromptu at the start of the movie to have her go, you could never organize this this quickly. Do you know how expensive <laughs> this is? Even just renting this bus would cost so much money. <laughs> He would never be able to pull this off. And to get everyone's approval, no, no, no. And then just every now and then, that's when he would be fired. He would be fired for that. That person would be fired. It's like, yeah. Hey, yeah. it was the 80s, man. Things were a lot more relaxed. Yeah, speaking, slack. speaking of, this movie's pretty chill about uh, drunk driving. <laughs> there are a lot of references by Chainsaw and his buddy about how they're drunk all of the time. And how the only reason uh, drunk driving is such a stigma is because people don't get enough practice. I think something like that about how you need to drive drunk so you get good at driving drunk or something like that. And yeah. it's not an after school special. So there's never that moment where Chainsaw, he fails his driving test because he's bad at driving, but he's also sober when he does it. I was kind of waiting for that part of the movie to pop up where, you know, oh, you're always drunk and you drove and, you know, now a woman is dead. Yeah, and I'm surprised yeah. they didn't. Maybe it's a cut scene, but I'm surprised they didn't go in a direction where uh, Choop like had a conversation with Chainsaw about his drinking. Yeah. Nope. Never yeah, like it, it's weird. Like how many sixteen-year-olds are basically an alcoholic? Yeah. There's yeah. There's even a whole subplot about how he covers for them when they get caught drinking vodka at the beach. And, and does Shoop not stop him from driving at one point? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That does happen. Uh, but the, the, the fallout from him covering for them drinking isn't that you shouldn't be drinking at all, let alone in public. It's just that I went to jail for you. I covered mm -hmm. for you. That's the conflict. The idea that these two 16-year-olds are drunk 24-7 is just something that we as viewers are supposed to go, yeah. So maybe 87 was more chill. We also, I mean, there was also that movie, Arthur. The original, I think, came out in the 80s and he was driving drunk everywhere. And we were just supposed to be like, the rich are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and not, this man is a menace. So that, they yes. They do whatever they want. They're that part rich. was weird. 
And uh, Shawnee Smith gave the baby up for adoption, which actually I wasn't expecting either because I started to the she starts to see the uh, football guy. I don't remember his name, and I started to think like that guy's getting in deep. Like if he's going to start dating a like a seven month pregnant high schooler, but no, she gives the baby up for adoption, and that's that. Which, which is yeah. another great life lesson and a different direction. Yeah. You know? Instead She's, of becoming a teen mom and having to drop out of school or whatever. Yeah. She made a responsible decision. And Well, was Kevin the name of the stripper who makes out with his aunt? No, that Kevin. That's, that's Larry. Larry. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's who, a football player. Because yeah. it's, it's supposed to be a funny joke that he's a 17-year-old. They don't know his age, so he strips at this club. Uh, and the reason he gets or he has to quit is because his mom shows up and he's like, ah, my mom, before she realized it, slipped money in my G-string. And then oh. I opened mouth, made out with my aunt. It's like, you are going to be messed up for a real long time. That was gross. That, that whole, like, ensemble of him, like, divulging that. But then, like, the old ladies that he was, like, making out with, I don't know. Like, I just couldn't. I was like, this is icky. It's so pre-COVID. Just strippers making out with women in the... Is that even... <laughs> even... I don't know. No, that doesn't happen. Does that happen? No. Like, I'm not going to sit here and I've pretend never, like I, I haven't not, been to strip clubs. I, I, I have, have not. I never have. I will say that, honestly. But no, I do not think that that happens. Yeah, I, so I've i seen some I, things at a strip club, but never crowd interaction oh, like that. Are you going to correct us, Renee? No, so I've been at a <laughs> private party where there has been a stripper. Okay. And he did not make out with anyone. Okay. They'll like put you like your crotch in their face or something. I've seen yes. like that. Yeah. But nothing, yeah. I don't think. That. I, I had a roommate who had a bill removed from his mouth using a certain female anatomy part. Uh, and then when uh, he sat back down, I was like, was that enjoyable at all? And he was like, fuck no. <laughs> like, Can yeah. you hand me the hand sanitizer yeah. so I could put it all over my face? That's like, the uh, that's the closest I've seen to Wow. Like, huh. So, <laughs> didn't expect it to play out like well, that. Well then. <laughs> Check uh, that one off. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but okay. With that scene, still to this day, I rewatched it last night again and rewound the scene to watch it again. I'm like, why the hell was shoot even at that strip club okay. to begin with? I'm. And then I'm like, okay. Like I read, I listened to his little speech on the beach with Wonder Mutt. And how he's saying he needs to find a woman, a real good woman kind of thing. And then all of a sudden he's kind of in this little beachy suit and shows up at this strip club. So obviously this place isn't always a strip club. It sounds like it was just happened to be ladies night and that's when the stripping was taking place. So I'm assuming he just went there to try to find a woman yeah, because the old lady yells at him. She's like, back off, it's ladies' night. <laughs> Which I just assumed was a themed night for what was already a strip club. So the idea that it's six days a week a bar, and then, oh yeah, on Thursdays, there's penises. Yeah. <laughs> Every other, like, Wednesdays is margarita weird. night. Thursday is swing and penis night. Yeah, swing and penis. Come on in. You might oh. find a lovely lady to take home. Okay, I'm yeah. glad you said that because I had the same question. Uh, I was in the. I think I was just getting a drink, and I came back, and all of a sudden he was in a strip club, and I asked my wife, like, like "Wait, why is he here?" And she's like, "I'm not sure. <laughs> like, is he just here to discover one of his students? Like, I don't. I don't get it. So, okay. Well, that's it. It almost would have been better if he was like, "Why is Larry sleeping in class all the time?" And then happens to see him. You know, well, as he's going somewhere and decides to follow him. Yeah. Like, I'm going to follow him And then happens home. upon him at this place. Like, I think that might have been a better storyline than, hey, I'm going to go find a woman and, oh, I happen to walk in on a stripping night. I don't know. It's weird. And the movie never makes us think that he shouldn't be lying about his age to earn money stripping. Just that he's, you know, he's not getting enough sleep and he should be taking his studies more seriously. The job, not important. 
No. He never <laughs> scolds him like that's you could get this whole business shut down because <laughs> you're a minor letting you women have touch your so penis. Much more potential than this. Yeah. So again, the movie's moral compass questionable. Where as long as you're getting a decent education, the drunk driving and the minor sex escapades, those are barriers to learning good grammar. That's it. (laughs) Technically, those women who kissed him, that's illegal. Also, he was only wearing an eye mask. His mom would know who he was. (laughs) Come on. You've raised that kid for 17 years, probably not anymore because your relationship is irreparably damaged now, but you would recognize, uh uh-oh. I feel like I need to consult. I'm going to bring my phone back over and consult notes. Your notes. To make sure I haven't missed anything. I I love the killer bunnies from hell scene. Oh, on the field trip? Yeah, at the petting zoo. My brother and I would always reenact that. (laughs) (laughs) Killer bunnies from hell. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I did like those two guys. We keep calling them the stoners, but I don't think they ever actually smoked weed. They were just drunk. Drink. All the time. Just the alcohol. Um, I did appreciate at the end. Sorry, say again. Oh, I was just going to say they were, they did have like, good intentions like in everything that they did kind of like they were never like they never wanted to really hurt anyone or like you know they were just young teenage kids i mean they did plan that whole beach trip in the hopes of seeing the foreign exchange student scantily dressed and then we're all pissed when they didn't get to see her boobs that wasn't great but but that's like a teenage boy. That's true. I can't stand on any sort of moral high ground there. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that was me 20 years ago. Probably would have had very similar <laughs> goals. And yeah. Who's to say? Um, any other? I checked my notes. I've kind of covered everything I wanted to say. Uh, it does end, for the record, with... Uh, Kirstie Alley discovers that the VP is indeed a huge asshole because I think she overhears him basically saying like these kids are failures and you're a failure. Um, so she leaves him and at the very end, cause the whole running theme throughout the movie is him like, you should go on a date with me. You should go on a date with me. And at the end, she's just like, what if instead we just bone and then they make out on the beach while waves hit them, which is from a famous movie that I don't remember, but I know Greece. that's, a, is that a, not off of Greece? They do it in Greece, but then it it was like an even earlier. Yeah, it's something like a classic. Yeah, Yeah, it's black and white movie. Yes, there are people listening right now, very angry, very angry (laughs) movie focused (laughs) podcast. That's like, what's that famous? uh, I don't know, one of the Bonds. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that again, I did I did appreciate that the movie doesn't get bogged down, and here they are on their date. It's like I don't care. I just want to know if these kids succeed, and they kind of do. Um, yeah. yeah, closing thoughts on summer school, unless anyone does have any more. My, my well, I don't know if you notice it, it's quick, but that very opening scene, which I maybe why it, that poster is what it was. The very opening scene of the movie is girls walking on a beach and one's holding a banana. I don't know if you noticed I that. I didn't notice I that. I did not notice <laughs> I was that. just like, what the fuck? Why is she holding? I'm like, really? That's weird. I did not but pick up on that. Maybe they just threw that in there as like a little inside joke. But uh, yeah, that was the first thing I noticed when it started. Oh. And um, that it's a Danny Elfman score. Oh, and we should point it directed by Carl Reiner. Carl recent, Reiner. Who recently passed. And do you know who the teacher was who won? Yeah, wasn't that Carl Reiner? It was Carl yeah. Reiner. Yeah. So that was funny. I looked him um, up after this and realized that he didn't actually direct that many movies. He was mostly like acting and yeah. in front of the camera. But um, yeah, so that was oddly timely. R.I.P. Carl Reiner. Thank you for yeah. summer school. Thank um, you. You yeah. changed my life. <laughs> and I will also mention it's important to note this kind of thing with 80s movies is it doesn't feel that 80s. I mean, yes, there are things that date it, 
but it isn't what I would say is like, oh, it's such an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still... It still some, holds like, its ground right now. Yeah, there's some cheesy montages, but it isn't... It's not like fucking Mannequin that we watched a couple weeks ago, where if that movie was a person, I just wanted to shake it and be like, shut the <laughs> fuck up! Well, and when it said on iTunes that it was a 2004 movie, we, for a part of the movie went through thinking that they just made like an old style comedy movie, you know, in 2004. So it did hold up like, but they were trying to pretend like it was made in the eighties, but it wasn't exactly. Okay. Yeah. I could see it. Do they actually, does this movie still exist? The teacher comes in to teach. It was a big thing in the eighties and nineties. I don't I guess we still have the the sports, the ragtag sports movies, where a coach comes in and is like, "Oh, I'm going to teach you to play." I but, can't think of anything recently. No, me neither. Hmm, that's kind of too bad. Probably oh. because they would have to focus on online bullying and Twitter and all that shit. Now. Oh, maybe yeah. Like every kid would be on their cell phone, like. Could you imagine? Yeah, trying to yeah. remake this movie now. Like, oh, that's easy. No Day kid one. Would be, yeah. When you answer my class, cell phones go in the box. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Problem solved. My uh, right to have a cell phone. <laughs> Slap. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, did we give closing thoughts? I think we started. Did you guys like it? Uh, Renee, I'll let you go first. Ish. <gasps> okay. My heart breaks. I know, and I knew you'd be upset with me. (laughs) Now, do you think if you had seen it back in the day, you would have liked it? Yeah, I think so. I just, I think because of the cover, my mom would have never let me watch it. Just because we'd go to the video store and rent based on the cover. So, see, the cover you saw is not the real cover. Oh. No. The real it, cover is just Mark Harmon and his dog. Yeah. Wait, what's oh, Mark okay. Harmon in? Is NCIS? he known for something? NCIS. Oh. Known <laughs> that for is, yes, that is him. Oh Actually, he's known for summer school. Summer schools. <laughs> I wonder if yeah. you buy a DVD, like season one of NCIS, a DVD, if it says <laughs> summer schools, cool. Mark Harmon on the back. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I was, like, in 87, I was only four. So... That's that's a stretch. Yeah. So I am just old. Yeah, I would have been three. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, my, and my movie choices suck. I didn't know what school was yet, let alone summer school. But yes, it's, it does depend on your age for sure. Um, yeah. I liked it. Um, I thought it was a perfectly pleasant... Like I, like, I just like that story. Like, yeah, you've seen it a thousand times, but... You know, it's always satisfying to see, like, these sons of bitches are going to learn respect. And there's always, you know, watching them overcome their problems. It's like, it's a feel-good. It's why we still watch the underdog sports movies. We know things are going to turn out okay, but it's still satisfying to see them turn things around and go to the authorities and be like, you gave up on us. Fuck you. So, (laughs) which is coincidentally the name of my screenplay I'm writing for my ragtag students. (laughs) You didn't believe in us and fuck you. Uh, So yeah, I I enjoyed it. And also a good uh, test for these kinds of movies is when I have to convince my wife to watch it with me. And you can see about two minutes in as she puts the phone down and is like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to keep going on this. Because that's the test is if 10 minutes in, I look over and she's, like this is like okay it's me on my own now but she was in cool moment one to the end so yeah i would recommend it it's uh not the movie the cover that you're gonna see online makes you think it is but if you just want like a breezy 90 minutes where nothing you're not gonna have to think too much about anything and just you know enjoy some gentle enjoy the gentle comedy enjoy the summer school uh, so that's summer school. What are people currently enjoying? Uh, I've been watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I've not even heard of that. So no, it's me neither. kind of like a docu-series. I think there's only going to be six episodes. Um, about true crime. Uh, Michelle McNamara. Uh, she wrote a book. 
she did podcasts and stuff like that. So it's about, um, so a, well, serial rapist cool. in Southern <laughs> California. So um, the East, what was it? East side rapist or East oh. area? A, a rapist. The yes, specifics but it don't East, really East, matter. It's famous. It's famous. So, um, but she's, she started looking into it herself in, in research and then she ended up finding out like there's a whole bunch of people online that do the same thing. So they kind of look at cold cases and try to track information down. And um, so it's just a docu-series about that. So it's on Crave right now. Okay. I will probably not be watching that, but I am glad that you're enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) Renee. Um, So I started watching Sons of Anarchy. Thanks to Amanda's recommendation, and we are enjoying that. Um, And I've also been doing some reading. Uh, I am looking forward. I have pre-ordered an Enneagram book because I'm obsessed with Enneagram right now, which is a personality type test. So I'm reading that stuff, immersing myself in it. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'll dedicate this one to you, Renee, actually. <gasps> um, so I started buying occasionally some CDs again to play in the car. <laughs> okay. Because um, I find, like, with radio, it's too much flipping around, obviously. And with Spotify, I'm always, it's that you have too many choices. So any song that comes on, I'm like, oh, I bet there's a better song I could be listening to. So I just started like picking up a couple CDs, putting a CD in and just letting an album go. And I found that by like this, uh, by the time it rotates the second or third time, that songs that the first go, I was like, eh, you know, starts to sink in and be like, well, wow, there's a lot of good songs on this album. And then I'll retire one yeah. and move to the next one. And based on months ago on this very show, you saying the new Blink-182 album was good. It's not even new anymore. It's they're still their newest one. I picked that one up. So I was like, I just want <laughs> this round. I want this like some pop punk summer. Like it felt like a good summer CD. Uh, and yep. I've looped through it maybe three or four times at this point, And it's oh. good. It is good. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. It feels like old blink, right? A lot of it does. Um, it's still weird when the guy who's not Tom jumps in. I'm like, who the fuck is this? And then I have to <laughs> kind of readjust. Um, but yeah, I, um, there's still a couple songs that are like, but again, I'm finding that by the third or fourth songs that the first time left no impression, I'm like, there's something to this. And it is a very good summer album. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So yeah. Buying CDs again, which I never saw, even as a physical media champion, I never saw that coming but uh so retro yeah it's been fun to just you know not just listen to one album once and be like i don't remember most of it like it's sinking in now songs and also there's a song on that cd called uh happy days and it is currently my oldest daughter's favorite song in the world and i don't know if it's just because he always he just says happy days happy days over and over but we were driving home from daycare yesterday and she's like can you put on happy days like like the song it's like yeah Happy Days is my favorite. It's like, okay. <laughs> Track two of album nine of Blink-182's newest album. Uh, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I haven't been listening to it since I listened when it was first released. So It's a pretty good song, but I'm not sure I'm ready for, you know, put it on again. Put it on again. <laughs> again. So anyway, that's what I'm enjoying. Oh, and I'll give a quick shout out. I just finished a book called Whispers in the Dark by Laurel Hightower. And it's like her first book. And it needs more recognition. It doesn't have that many ratings and stuff. And it's super good. So Whispers cool. in the Dark by Laurel Whispers Hightower in the dark. is worth your time. Uh, oh, Jesus. My, my thing that I'm watching is about the Golden State Killer. Oh, so, I've actually So he started name. off, they were looking for just a rapist, but then they found out he was also killing people. So. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And I do have to pick a bone with you about... <laughs> The Floor is Lava. I was listening to your Jaws podcast the other day. And I was very saddened to hear that you were not enjoying that show. 
Oh, we didn't even finish. Once it got to episode six and we realized they were just going to loop through the same five rooms again, we just stopped watching it. Uh, Like, I burned through that series like it was going out of style. I couldn't stop watching it. (laughs) There was one really good part where when the guy who fell in the lava and was sinking, he was grabbing his friend's arm. And then when he sank, his last words were, I'll see you in hell. I was like, okay, that actually made me laugh. But the novelty of watching someone fall and hurt fall. themselves is always good. But there's, you know, that's 20 seconds of a 30 minute episode. So it's the rest true. you just got to spend watching is like, do you think, do you think I should go over on the chair? <laughs> what do you think that button does? Oh no, the lava's coming. Man. It's like, I don't think I can do any more of this. So we have not yet finished that show once it, yeah. Like I said, once we realize, like, we're back in the observatory, only this time the button does something kind of different. Like, exactly. Oh, like it mm. shoots this instead of that. Yeah. <laughs> so we did not keep going with that. I do appreciate that the episodes got way shorter. And I think they only have two teams per episode now, which is... They end up having two teams uh, for a few episodes, yeah. Yeah, which is better, because, oh my god, that first episode drags. Okay, good. It's been a while since we've done a segment of Fuck You and Here's Why. <laughs> Yeah, just basically what that was. That is, fuck you. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you all for listening. Um, thank you to Renee. Thank you to Amanda for joining me here today. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We have a website now. There's not a whole lot on it yet. It's a work in progress. But you can find us at likethispodcast.com. I was audibly excited when I discovered that that URL was available. <laughs> um, but the plan is to hopefully right now it's like here are our episodes and boats but the, the plan is to build that thing out and I've already started thinking about like you know there are things that don't make sense to put in episodes there's probably ways to put right like to write some stuff up about we'd love to talk about this but how could you ah. so stay tuned there uh, we have a Patreon if you feel like throwing money our way I don't remember the address uh, but you can find it <laughs> linked from likethispodcast.com. There's a support button at the top. Believe it or not, there are expenses associated with this thing, including, and not limited to, paying for the URL likethispodcast.com. So any, any little bit helps if you've gotten some enjoyment out of this to, you know, pull a toonie out of your wallet. And well, we don't accept physical coins. So take that toonie and bring it to a bank and go, I want to accept the smallest tier is three bucks. So you also then have to find a loony and you can bring those two coins to the bank and go make these electronic because there's a podcast I like and the bank will go get out of here. We are closed right now. This is not okay. Damn mass. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, So do all of those things. Uh, You know what? That's our sign off for now. Just do all of those things. Leave us a review too. There's something else to add to your your task list. Good night, everyone. Bye.